We are the Unathletic Podcast. This is Ahira Foster. I have with me Adi and Navar. Today, we will be talking about gentrification in sports. And honestly, something to add on that is what Bay Area sports really means meant to me growing up. And to you guys as well, even though you guys are LA fans. I don't get why. Lake yes, Shore, everything. Hey. But I'm a Niner faithful, though, so, you know, you know Niner faithful? Oh, man. Niners are trash, too, bro. Hey, man. But, just how, good and bad. but just how much things have changed over the past few years in terms of the teams are moving from, like, actual original cities that they're in. Well, San Francisco moving to Santa Clara. And originally, of course, when the Warriors left Philadelphia and went to um, San Francisco, Oh, they were only there for nine years, from 1962 to 71. But the Warriors have been in Oakland since 70, 1971. And to see them go and be at the new Chase Center, I've never been to the new Chase Center. It seems like a nice spot. Um, spent $1.6 million uh, on that. That's only $1.6 million? That's how much a house cost. Mm. Damn, make a arena like that. $1.6 billion, but how much things have changed in terms of pricing? How much, like almost $200 for a seat in the nosebleeds? Uh, parking little to none over there by Mission Bay. And it's just, there's not the right accommodations for people. You know, let's kind of, like, you guys, you know, chime in a little bit about, before we, like, talk a little bit more about, you know, Barry's sports, but, like, what Barry's sports meant to you, even though you guys are fans of the opposite, on the opposite spectrum of Southern California. Again, disclaimer, I am a diehard Lakers fan, but I rock with the Niners. Um, not, not a huge diehard baseball fan, but, you know, I do rock with the Bay teams. I think that's just kind of, again... Wherever you're from, you know, I think you always want to show love to the teams that are local, right? I mm-hmm. think um, even if you're not a big sports fanatic, uh, interesting enough, I feel like how the sports teams are doing can be reflective of how that area is doing from time to time as well, right? Like sometimes winning a World Series or like winning the NBA championship or the Super Bowl, like it's kind of like a beacon of hope um, for like that city sometimes, you know, like brother, it's like, you know. There's chaos, just things aren't really going the right way, but you know, like there's something that can bring everyone together like in a positive light, which right, is why right. I think that touches people's hearts in that sense. So when teams shift locations or just things happen with certain teams, like it makes people feel some type of way because right. of that. Fundamentally. Yeah, before I add on to that, hey Navarre, how's your uh your um fantasy team doing? Let me tell you a story, okay. I had to come back, my fantasy league. That's what I'm looking at right now, guys. I'm sorry I'm not a part of the conversation. But, uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good, man. We we winning, you know. I think the one thing that's really upsetting me is that, uh, you know, my people aren't producing the way that they need to. Just imagine Tyreek Hill used to score a lot of points back, you know, not too long ago. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're doing really good, man. Let me uh, win this money and then we'll get back to you, okay, guys? <laughs> <laughs> my brother. All right, thanks for that, uh news report on his fantasy league <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you know it's <laughs> what it is but my work <laughs> to add towards that when you're saying about re- representing a team um when they won the championship i remember when the warriors first won it 2014 2015 season how much 
that united a whole community how much a sports team unites a whole community despite your socioeconomic background so you're talking about those who have money and those who you know grew up in like kind of poor parts of oakland here in the east bay were all in one area celebrating the warriors because they won like and how the, how much that meant something like myself was because you know again i'm from san leandro um you know i was born in concord i'm from san leandro this is where i grew up this is my home my mom and family is from East Oakland. All the uncles have like season tickets for the A's, uh, Raiders. Not for the not for the Warriors, but still go as much as I can. But seeing them finally win it after having like the dark years of like not being too well, uh, doing too well. Twelve dollar tickets. Um, them passing out free chalupas when they score a hundred points. Damn! It's just like it's just it. It really meant a lot. It really did. Oops. Chalupas from Taco Bell, or Shout like Taco or, Bell. from Taco Bell, from Taco Bell, yeah. Yeah, they had it like that, or from uh, Wiener yeah. Central, uh, like they like hot little hot dogs from Wiener Central is free. Oh, okay, <laughs> so we went that often, but you know, like we're talking about, like we still had fun at the games, even though our um, like no, you know, we grew up for the longest time before my mom remarried. We grew up with a single mom, so you know, she made us feel special by taking us to the Warrior Games, even though it's all the way in the bleachers and nosebleeds. We still had fun because we just loved to be there with her. Yeah, and so again, that's you have an emotional tie to it because of the words, and then being so local. But when they won, it's just like wow, that wasn't just for like the franchise. That wasn't that was for everyone. That was for Oakland. That was for people here in the Bay Area. And see them leave to go to San Francisco again. It's just across the bay. But it's interesting because people, when I was in SoCal last weekend, right? People, I was talking about it with folks. People really thought that it was just a move like down the street. Like no. It's like going across the bay is far from like Oakland and San Francisco is connected by the Bay Bridge, right? But it they move pretty far. Like um, it's not just down the street. That for people that are uh, that aren't from the Bay Area, it's a it's a huge it's it's a huge difference in terms of culture and where, who that appeals to. And also, it's not that far, but traffic is the traffic is, is the a factor. That traffic is a huge factor. It's it's interesting because like for those like they already know Coliseum, right? Coliseum is also the Coliseum Bart. So Bart connects all the way to these different locations in San Francisco to all the way far east Bay to Antioch, as well as far down to Fr- Fremont. So anyone was connected to get to the uh, to the Oakland Coliseum to watch the Warriors play, to watch the Raiders play, to watch the the A's play. But now, BART stops nowhere near the new Chase Center, stops nowhere near um, the Mission Bay area. So what you have to do is either walk or you have to take the take Muni. And that's a huge inconvenience. But you're also talking about the freeway was right there too as well. So with the freeway, on like 880 freeway, get off on the freeway, and it's, it's right there in that location. The freeway's not near uh, Chase Center. And so all that together, and you already know, San Francisco is a highly populated area. Yeah, it's not easy to get there, and it's just it's just unfortunate that they, they that they move like that. So with all that, when's the last time you have went to a game? Um, when I wor- I actually worked for the Golden State Warriors for two seasons. The last time I actually went as a fan was last December, but last time I worked was the playoff game against the Trailblazers. It was Game Three. No, not Game Three. Game Two. So back last time you went was back in May. So, uh, so game, yeah. Okay. So, so it was a Western Conference Finals. That's the last time I worked. And when did they move? They moved. So they did that. Their last game at the Oracle was back in June of 2019. Okay. And they they moved this past fall. So this uh, the first game at the Chase Center was 
uh, October 5th or something like that. Is that a factor in why you're not going or is that? No, nah, well, I, I love to go. I'm going to represent the Warriors all the time. I love I love the Golden State Warriors. So we have a, we have a Warrior fan here uh, in the I'm building a, and we're, let's get some insights on what they believe, you know, uh, you a, represent them all for. I, I, love, I love the Golden State Warriors. The factor, like, I haven't gone yet just uh, to a game is because, again, tickets aren't that cheap, but just also trying to find time to be able to go because, again, what, my house is not too far from a Coliseum, so it was just a nice maybe five, seven-minute drive right there. But to be able to go all the way across the bay to get to San Francisco and to find parking, you know, you're going to be spending a pretty penny to be able to have a good time. So how much did the tickets cost before they moved? Sometimes you're at, like, okay, it depends on the, each time when they play someone, it averages, it depends on who they play on the team and especially the team and the players that they have. But sometimes you're spending maybe $70, $80 for something that was in hiding those. This was when they were here. They're, this is when you're here. Some Or sometimes you could be spending 100 120 on tickets that were in the nosebleeds. But ticket prices right now at the Chase Center are, you know, sometimes 100 You're talking about a preseason game going for the nosebleeds going for 220 Let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. Let's yeah. see what the ticket prices are Actually, now. from personal experience, I went to the Lakers-Warriors game uh, back in February. Well, that's going to be a pricey game. And I spent, and I spent 350 give yeah, or take. that's pricey. And LeBron didn't end up playing. Where'd you sit? I sat. He, he sat behind the the door that uh, <laughs> the door. No, 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 no. no. It was, no they were, they were softest, but it was high up. It wasn't even like it wasn't like mid level. It was yeah, like so how many people was it? It was like me and like a couple other friends. So it was three fifty just for yourself. Yeah, I spent three fifty on my ticket. No way. Yeah, but the thing is, that's what I was also saying too as well. It depends on who they play. Yeah, I think the Warriors, anybody plays the Lakers, the prices of those tickets. But are going especially up. like the Warriors are a good so, team, so they're Lakers are dope. That's why they're a yeah. dope. Lakers right. are dope. This is also with KD. So I mean, I'm sure <laughs> now things are going to go down. They're, the Warriors are also <laughs> the Warriors are also a championship team too, a championship team at, as well too, right? So the thing is, it's always it's going. Ticket prices definitely went up after they won the first time and yeah. the second oh, yeah. time oh, yeah. and third time. So, it's, well, there's, so yeah. there's always going to be a progression. So I get that. But sometimes if you're like last minute tickets being sold for 80 bucks, they're playing like a weaker team from the East, the Eastern Conference team. Uh, tickets weren't going for that much, but it always depends. So, but the thing is, when you're talking about on average of how much I, I want to bring the statistics up. So that's why I'm doing the research. But on average, how much ticket prices are going so they could pay for the stadium or the new arena. Man, dude, that's not, it's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. Yeah. Plus, you have, I mean, you made a good point to say that there's a lot of people in San Francisco, so there's a lot of people that live there that are willing to pay those prices. So, I mean, I don't know. For many people who don't know, San Francisco is like one of the highest rent, one of the highest housing Mm -hmm. uh, costs. So, I mean, there's a lot of money in that area Um, up until, what, was it like 10 years ago or something where... There was a lot of, uh, I would say, gentrification of San Francisco. There was a lot of people kicked out of those areas because they couldn't afford it. But um, now, I mean, there's a lot of money that resides in San Francisco. So it's kind of like when, who was it, the, the Nets? Didn't they move in? Uh, what's this? Yeah, they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah, they moved them to Brooklyn. And Brooklyn is now like a pretty popular place. It wasn't back then, but yeah, they're yeah. kind of moving up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a it's a thing for like, would we say it's like a thing for some teams to actually move in a place that might be more beneficial to the revenue that they're bringing in? Do we think that's a factor? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's one thing because you get look at Brooklyn, right? Brooklyn also is growing tech-wise too as well. It, Brooklyn is right across the like Brooklyn Bridge goes right to Manhattan. 
right there by um by wall street uh -huh. so and then so you know it's right there so you have that accessibility plus brooklyn is better than the new york knicks right now Ooh. knicks aren't being Jeez. and that's that's a hard thing to say because my that's step my stepdad is a huge knicks fan he's from new york lebron's mm. but um but it is benefit i see that as beneficial because remember the rams moved from st louis all the way to los angeles yeah right but Los Angeles was looking to get a new football team for the longest time, so they re-got their market team again because they're originally from Los Angeles, and they got the San Diego Chargers, or Los Angeles Chargers now. Yeah. You think on average, isn't it, like, these are really small, well, relationally, they're small moves from New Jersey to New York, to mm. Brooklyn. It's small. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what their specific address is. Maybe it's further. But uh, from Oakland to San Francisco is a small move. Yes. The one big one that is not in, like, the NBA that I can think of is the Raiders moving to Las Vegas. Yeah, and that's huge because the thing is... Like, that's this is another Bay Area, yeah. which is yeah. what brings up the topic is Bay Area teams leaving the area. Yeah, leaving the area. Because the thing is, remember, there's always been the argument that the Coliseum has been open for the long for a long time, and they it's been it's an old it's an old stadium, old arena. Uh, they, each of these teams wanted these things. They renovated a court, retrofitted to make sure it is up to a court. Of course, building code, but right. appealing as well. But the city of Oakland was not okay with just finding a different area for these for new stadiums, for new stadiums, for new facilities, and all that. So they definitely vetoed. Like again, one of the biggest ones was uh, the the A's are trying to find a new location inside of Oakland to stay stay there. So you're talking about a whole area of land of the Coliseum is going to be deserted, not not used. So and then when I, I when I my argument is when you bring that up. No, Oakland is about to lose their market team twice for the for the Raiders because the Raiders are originally Oakland Ra Raiders team. They moved to Los Angeles, became the Los Angeles Raiders, and then moved from Los Angeles back up to Oakland. And now they're about to lose them going to Vegas. Mm. You That's know? rough. Well, you think it, so? Uh, didn't you say it's the? It sounds like it's the Oakland issue. Like, it is not a, it, the city it, it of might, Oakland issue, not a like a Oakland. It's not. It's, it's not, not the, the team's issue. It's the city of Oakland's issue because they're yeah. having trouble finding a place that's going to have them reside there. Yes, exactly. It's a finding place for them to reside there. But the thing is, when they want to build that, they're usually uh, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Right, using property tax or the tax of other people to be uh, of the public to be able to pay for the for the new stadium. Would that be? Uh, I don't know for sure. I think, uh, can somebody try to pull that up? Yeah, I got you. To I'm see not informed of the topic. Yeah. Like, I think, uh, I don't think that... That's why, that's why... I don't think the, the city would be paying for a sports but arena. That's actually, is that, I, I, is think, that, I think that might be the, the case. That's why the Warriors privately funded the, uh, privately funded the, their new arena. Hey, this will be. This is new news to me. And where's my money? Then I should be getting a free ticket. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that. People in the area should be getting free. Oh, maybe they. Well, they do give discounted tickets. Yeah. So it says right here on Forbes. Um, from Forbes, right? Your tax dollars at play. Uh, how stadium tax scams picks. Uh, how stadium tax scams pick fans' pockets. No, that's that's way different. Tax dollars, uh, so on the on this this is an article from Forbes, right? Tax dollars build sports stadiums far more than they should, which is going to make the entire column possible. Yeah. Stadium finance is a wash in public in public money that is difficult to imagine how stadiums and arenas are built without tax dollars. Occasionally, this, a city its taxpayers get a freebie, um, which is an entertainment group MGM Grand 
covered the cost of T-Mobile um, Arena in Las Vegas. The New York Jets and Giants built their MetLife without tax dollars. Los Angeles Rams owner Stan Korenke so desperately wanted to drag his team out of St. Louis that, that so he's... So what it sounds like, it sounds like there is a little bit, some factor of tax dollars that's going yeah. into, depending on whatever the city or the team decides to kind of put out there. For so, sure, for sure. And, I mean, I guess that would make sense then, because, I mean, if a city wants a team to come, then they just build a... You know, because you think about the revenue that it could bring in for a city like that. You have mm-hmm. a lot more uh, people in the area that are going to be paying taxes in that area. So it's just a little bit of a revenue booster if that right. if this is the case. Um, so I think in a, in a way it does make sense if a team does move to a different mm-hmm. city. Um, but it sounds like it's something that is not really related to the team in itself. It's basically the city that cannot withstand it's, it's sometimes the city that can't withstand that and that request to be able to find land and be able to like to be able to build a new stadium or arena but the thing is is also the team makes that request in terms of how can we do this because again a lot of the everything is an, an ordinance with um with the with the team's owners in front of office and how everything is being functioned within the right. city because that's how like you know it's brooklyn nets you know you're literally you're, you're in the city right so of course a lot of a lot of a collaboration, everything that's yeah, going to be done. A lot of collaboration, yeah. negotiations are going to be done. But something that I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be a little bit more educated in the part was that remember in 2018 was supposed to be the Raiders last year to play in Oakland. Mm-hmm. They were not originally because again, the uh, city of Oakland owns the uh, the actual stadium, and that's that's their property, that's their land. So usually, so the Raiders are leasing the stadium to be able to play there. So what happened was the lease was ended in 2018. So the Raiders were like, "Look, our stadium is being built in Las Vegas. We're moving from uh, from Oakland. Let's try let's try to find find other places to play." So they're literally looking at either playing sharing Levi Stadium to play, either looking at San Antonio, going to play at the Astrodome. I think that's where it's at, and other locations as well. They were even considering playing in London as home games. Wow. So you're looking at all these other aspects. So they so because because the relationship between the Raiders and the city of Oakland is tarnished because they the Raiders wanted much more uh, in terms of because they were ne- they were never able to negotiate a new stadium cost. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. So and then it sucks because the thing is a lot of that the feud is feud is going over because of money money and power right who makes these decisions but it's the fans. Who go through and just like man, that's so unfortunate because again they have the emotional, uh, they have the emotion emotional connection that they have with with the team, but as well as that's their home team, that's who they like to represent. Now you're talking about your team isn't going to Los Angeles because remember, Los Angeles Raiders fans still diehard Raider fans even though they're all the way in Oakland. They represent oh, yeah. them, but the thing is, as you know, you're from Los Angeles. Yes. But the thing is, Las Vegas, but Las Vegas out of all places. The Raiders are going to go to Las Vegas, who is in the middle of the desert. And the, well, don't get me wrong, Vegas is growing as econo- economically, but that's that's a huge move. It's not just it's in a different state, not just on the other side of the state. I think now that there's like more into the thought process on what's actually happening, it makes the most sense. It'd be cheaper for them to mm-hmm. go to a place like that, unless for sure. I mean, it'd be the same reason on why you or I would move to Vegas to buy a home versus buying a house here. For sure, the, for sure, the cost. To yeah. be able to do so is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Now, when you think of somebody like the the Raiders, no matter where they go, their fans are going to go with them. That's you know true. what I mean? So it's not like 
it's not like you're going to lose anything. Mm -hmm. You might but lose it, some consistent fans yeah. that are just in the area, but you may build more. I think one of the biggest things that I could say in argument is just not going to be the same as Las Vegas Raiders compared to the Oakland Raiders, the town. That's where they're originally from in the first place. That's what they said when they moved from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I wasn't alive during that time, but... Uh, I'm sure that there was... A, I wasn't alive during the time either. Maybe I was, yeah, but I didn't were. pay attention. <laughs> but uh, at that time, I didn't really... But point being, you know, you make these hardcore driven statements that really mm -hmm. only end up sitting in this time frame and then three years from now las vegas raiders are like the dopest thing there is yeah and nobody will know how it feels and then to be a oakland raider or other than yeah. the people like you that yeah, will be yeah the, exactly because people know. people only associate that it's interesting that you say that because people will only associate that success that the raiders may have in the future based on the city that they're currently in Correct. So and then sometimes it a lot of the times when people that are from Oakland or the Bay Area that represent Oakland Raiders only associate like man remember when the Raiders were here remember when the Raiders were here a lot of things are going to be changing within the, within the next five years because again Oakland I mean Oakland A's are reported to have the opening their new area in the um, Embarcadero of Oakland by Jacqueline Square in 2023. So you're talking about these three teams that used to play at the Coliseum for decades. Are going to be gone again they're ones in las vegas ones across the bay another one in a different part of oakland and it's just all because they couldn't they couldn't really retrofit everything and their needs at the coliseum and again the coliseum is old it, it really is but it has a lot of history it really does but sometimes times change and i i get that from a business perspective i really do because you're talking about someone that wants to be on that side of business eventually right so i get that business side but as well as you're talking about fan side as well it's yeah. un it's unfortunate to it's unfortunate to see that it's a tough pill to swallow yeah right, ultimately because again going back to the original point a lot of you know i'm sure from a fan standpoint like a lot of memories in your life you resonate with that sports team in that particular location and for that shift to happen you like kind of lose sight of those memories per se mm -hmm. and so it's different but at the same time we also have to keep in mind um sports as a whole is a business right and i think if we were on the other side you know eventually at some point like we would look at it differently that's true too. so that's um, true i think be mindful of that there has to be somebody that's up there thinking about like okay yes it's gonna cost us more to move in, in the warriors case it's gonna cost us more to move to san francisco because our rent's just gonna be oh who knows what it is maybe they got a discount whatever just because they're the warriors and they're you know the hot thing right now but you know, they move there. You think about there has to be somebody who's calculating the cost to the possible revenue that's coming from, plus the possible cost is going to cost them to put out. But I mean, I could definitely see from the fan standpoint, you know, the norm that they're used to uh, it being, you know, the Oakland Raiders or, you know, you know, as far as the Warriors as well. Now they're in San Francisco. They didn't change their name, but and they're not going too far from. You looked at me like that's wrong. Like, are they <laughs> no, now no, the no, San no, Francisco no, Warriors? Oh, no, shoot. they're still they're still Golden State. They, yeah. they still <laughs> so I think you know with that, like, I think it's a, I think there's just a it's a sour taste that gets put in people's mouth because they're used to a norm. Yeah, right? yeah. norms are difficult to change in most people's mind. It's hard to kind it, of. Get it is that. hard, but the thing is, it's like it's like this. Look at the difference, right? So when. Sometimes I don't agree with being called something when you're on the other side, like being called a city's name 
unless uh, and you're on the you're not even in that city. So for example, right, the San Francisco 49ers used to play in South City, Candlestick Park. Right. Now they couldn't so but they play in Santa Clara, but they're still called San Francisco 49ers. But the thing is people associate San Francisco as the biggest city in the Bay Area, which it is, the most populated, most popular. Mm-hmm. But they aren't San Francisco. They are in Santa Clara and people that don't realize that that's not right up the street. It they like takes like an hour to get there right, from San Francisco yeah, based on based on it's based on traffic. It is a trip. It is a it's a trip from San Francisco all the way down to San Jose, Santa Clara area. It's not easy to do. It's yeah, marketing during the it's game. Mar- during the game, especially it's during even the game. longer because <laughs> like, all imagine, that traffic. Is so imagine this. Alright, so for football fans, right? Football yeah. is played on Sundays, right? Uh-huh. Sundays or even Mondays. But the thing is, recently the Niners had a last week had a Thursday night game. Right. So that or they had a Thursday night. It was Thursday game. night. Yeah. Thursday night, right? So that Thursday night game was that in Arizona? I want to say it was a road game. It was a road game. Yeah. All right. So if you have a Thursday night game it, and it's in Santa Clara and you're a San Francisco fan. Imagine the trip going going in going against rush hour to get to the game by five fifteen, because again it starts five fifteen East Pacific time and eight fifteen East Coast time. So people in the East Coast are able to see are able to see the game because you know a lot of times people in the East Coast are one of the biggest markets to watch. Mm-hmm. So trying to make it to the game is not easy to do at all. I just get, I gotta give it to everybody who makes that trip like. I do not like waiting in line. I do not like waiting in traffic. I do not like waiting. So if it comes to like me being able to get on some ride at Disneyland or having to wait in the line, I go somewhere else. I go somewhere That's else. Lines. Exactly, bro. So you know what's so funny, bro? I do not like waiting in lines. I really don't. Like for example, right? We like my friend's birthday three years ago. He we want to go to Jen's. Jen's is a Korean barbecue spot. I guess obviously it's really good. Three hours to wait for food. I'm good, bro. Again, it's his birthday, so I'll use support. <laughs> I'd just rather pick up some Burger King or In N Out, go to my house and eat. I'll be there. a good birthday gift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so okay, fun. again, it's not about me, but the thing is, three hours that we're away for food, bro. That's crazy, dude. Nah, yeah, so, that's a solid nap time. <laughs> that's a solid nap time. So, back to, uh, when I was in the military, we had to wait in line on a ship for at least 30 minutes almost every meal. Like, there's just so many people on the ship at any point. I was on a carrier, so there's, like, 5,000 people on deployment. And oh, 2,000 people, like, during any, like, off. But you would find yourself waiting in line for lunch. So having to go through three years of waiting in line for lunch, uh, dinner, um, mainly lunch, because most people are going to eat at the same time. Mm-hmm. That. But... Going from having like a necessity to wait in line to do something versus like me having an opposite choice. So when it comes to those fans who are sitting in traffic, then after they get out of traffic, they go in and they sit in another line to get that's like I think it's important for a city to take that into account when they're thinking about like, okay, we have very dedicated fans and any fan that wants to come to SF and like or team that wants to come to SF. That's something they have to factor and in. Remember this too as well, bro. So when before Niners left from San Francisco to Levi's, <laughs> San Francisco was a team that had that had the best team. They went to the Super Bowl even though they lost back in 2012. They had they had a they were going to they're going to the uh, conference championships conference against championships the to against the Seahawks. They they were going winning seasons on top of that. Yeah, but when they moved, they tanked. They, 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 they tank. Now they're good. Now they're like they're undefeated. But the Warriors, same thing. Even though it's just like the first five games, 
the Warriors are currently one and four. Mm. They lost three of the best players, two, one's out for the season, uh, one's out for three months, and Draymond is however many weeks. They should just shut him down, honestly. So I think they should shut him down. So and you're talking about they lost nearly half of their team, half of their team. Like not even honestly, okay, yes yesterday's game against the Hornets, no starting no player that started on the team was on the team last year. Ooh, so cool. you see how much things have changed. Yeah. So, so. Pe- people retiring, people through free agency, KD, man, KD, we miss you. Uh, <laughs> Clay Thompson being out for a torn ACL, Steph out with a broken left hand. At least it's not a shooting hand. So can we venture to say, I know, you know, the most superstitious people out there are sports fans for sure. By far. Is there a superstition that if you move teams or your team moves location that there is some kind of... Like bad juju connected I can't, to it. I can't necessarily say that because the thing is, St. Louis moves to Los Angeles, and Los Angeles is you know doing extremely well right now. Right? Maybe not this. They're still doing well, but last year they had like a thirteen three record, went all the way to the Super Bowl. Even though they lost, they should have beat the Patriots. So only basketball teams. Only basketball teams. That's what it is. Bad juju for basketball. I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't say that for bad juju for basketball teams because the thing is, New Jersey left. Uh, New Jersey Nets left New Jersey, and then they're doing well in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to put the juju on uh, moving team. Moving. I, but, but if you mom- put it out there, everybody knows who. Uh, what's what's that guy uh, who just puts like hexes on people? What's his name? He's a rapper. Uh, oh, ba- um, Lil B, bass guy. Lil B. Lil B. Lil B. <laughs> he doesn't want to put the Lil B bass guy superstitious the, the 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 on juju on people. They're going to find you on the gram, man. They're going to find you yeah. on the gram. Yeah. Actually, Lil B follows me on Twitter. I'm so surprised. But Lil B follows a lot of people. Yeah, so he, follows me, follows, he follows me too. Yeah, he follows me too. Follows hey, me. that's so dope. Yeah, that's, but you're the one that got followed by the game, which is crazy. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, there's no facts behind that. You can't even pull that up. You can pull up your bass guy. Maybe this is where you got all. All the uh, bad jujus moving teams. So if <laughs> okay. you start it, maybe the he, team doesn't move. But why? But he wouldn't start that because he's a big guy. He's from Berkeley, I think. Well, then that's what I'm saying. Like maybe if he, if we can get base guy to elicit this whole thing and put bad juju on the team, maybe the Raiders don't move. Yeah. No, there is a done deal. We can't, we can't we stop. Can't they're still, I mean, they're still here. They're, we can't stop San Francisco. We can't stop the Warriors really because they already are there. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to get back. Ba- hey, somebody call Base God. Base God. Hey, shut the Base God. Let's make it happen. Base call God. Hey, Base club. God. Actually, come on the show, bro. We would love to have you. Call Base God. Maybe we can get some uh, some bad juju put on this so they can realize <laughs> how much uh, but, they need to stay in the Bay Area. But it's just it's a lot of things are changing here in the Bay Area, yeah. right? And as we get older... A lot of time, like again, when the Warriors moved, right? They mm-hmm. moved to to San Francisco. It is appealed to the people that actually have money to be able to spend more money on the t- on tickets. So when they appeal, when they appeal to those companies, the the companies are tech companies. But the thing is, they don't have the same energy when it comes. They literally like again. I'm gonna reiterate this. Those people that are fans that are in the tech companies that are buying the suites that are able to buy the season tickets and be able to use that as tax write offs are not the same type of fans. That are excited about um, that are excited about the games. Like I'm gonna literally I say that. That's it. I, I I can agree. When like, I first moved out to the Bay Area, yeah. I went to a Buffalo Wild Wings and I was watching the game, and I swear I felt like 
they were just cheering for every damn thing. It was the weirdest thing. I was like, hey, <laughs> he scored a damn free throw. They were already up. Yeah. Like there was no win. So like those, it was just you just score. Are, you just be super happy just because there was more points being those, added. Those to are like, those, those are the real, those are the real fans, bro. Those are the real fans that are watching the games at like that are watching the games at like uh, B Dubs. Those are the real fans. Those, those are the they real just fans cheer for every point. Because they, they're getting priced out, bro. I'm saying like this. All right, check this out. Oh, this was like years ago. This oh, was this way. This was before like. This was, <laughs> oh, this was years ago. Right, you I'm gotta be able to elaborate like that, bro. Five years now. I'm here for like five years. I didn't just go to my first game. He's a vet. He's literally a vet. Yeah, you know, I'm official. I'm official out here now. <laughs> <laughs> he's very fun. He's very fun without the It's like this. One of them. Okay, Phil Handy is actually currently one of the assistant coaches. Yep, shooting coach for the Lakers. All right, his cousin. Wait for the Lakers. For the Lakers. I'm for the Lakers. Come on, His cousin. He's actually from. He's actually. From the bay, his right. cousin, yeah. who's actually a massage therapist at LinkedIn, is one is very is a friend of mine, James Thornton. Just shout out to you, James. So, going to the shout going out. to going to the preseason game three weeks ago, he was telling me like, dude, look, you could literally be on the phone and I can have a conversation with you at the game, and it's not going to be noisy. It is not no, it's not noisy at all. You will not be on the phone at the Oracle because it was just too way too loud. E- even if it was a preseason game, despite that. You okay. can, so what I'm also saying is that the fans are not as enthralled with the game going on. Like, it really isn't. And Andre Iguodala said this on The Breakfast Club, too, as well. They, like, the Warriors priced out the real fans. The real fans are the ones that have, like, a lot, again, that home tie, that love the game of basketball, but love the Warriors, and that just love everything that they're doing. But the thing is, they're priced out. So the, the priced-out fans watch the games at B-dubs, at, you know, the sports bars, that because you know again they rather I'd rather be watching on TV and you know, some good food than be waiting in these long lines that are and spend spend bucks on trying to watch the game. So wait, well, would you venture to say that the people who are going to these games are people who are not very interested? Is that what you're I getting think, to? I or? think I think they're interested in it, but there's a limitation to it. That's they're a inter- fair point. There's a, they're interested in the game and they'll go they'll play. I'm not play. They'll they'll watch. But it's not like they they go in and they're cheering their lungs out because Steph Curry just drained a three. Okay, how much of that would you say is just a society we've evolved, right? Um, because I think I don't. I'm not sure if it's fair to connect those dots. And here's why I said, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think just in general, our attention spans have decreased tremendously. Yeah. So it's sad to say, like I was just at a game, um, the Kings Jazz game, like last on Friday, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of people were on their phone just to show that they were at that game. And capture that moment without being present in the moment. And I'm a, guilty a, of that. I have a question. Too. Is that yeah. ev- is that evolving or is that unevolving? It's <laughs> unevolving. But again, like just like as far as like things have changed in society. That's a better yes, way of phrasing yes. it, right? So I think that is a huge component to the fans, like fans not being engaged per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see the point where it's like yes, those authentic, true fans from like back in the day, or like just from the get go, are not going to be able to be there because they're priced out and so people who can't afford they may not share that same love for that team they don't and or the so the sport yeah so i guess it's taking for granted per se. but here's but. here's one thing like here's one, another argument i have to say so this was game two of the of the first round when the warriors played the clippers right yeah mm-hmm. this was the same game that i want to say because i worked both games um i was at deck 119 and the, and deck 119 is a luxury suite that was being used by salesforce so what happened was this was the same game where uh, Kevin Durant and Patrick Beverly were going at it, and they both got ejected. Everyone was going wild. You could, and you can definitely see the the actual fans. 
that are going wild just because, again, we don't care that Kevin Durant was get, got ejected. No, our team's got it because yeah. we end up winning that game anyways. Wait, I think you guys blew a 31-point lead that game. Game two. What game? What game? It was game two. Game two, y'all blew a 31-point lead. What is it? Okay, yeah. we're about to look back at that. Man, but, how you gonna work the game and not know what happens? But, but, that's but, not but, your A game. This <laughs> is the unathletic right this, here. This is the unathletic. Y'all was the unathletic. We got a hero Lil Foster. Lil was looking like the sixth man. He was cooking y'all, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, <laughs> he was cooking y'all. But let me, but, cooking y'all. But let Shout me, let me, let me add something into like, this. We got the real athletic audio in the building. Here we go. I'll cook all, cook all That's crazy. But, what happened last time we played? What happened last time we played? The one fact you forgot. What, what, the one fact. Did we yeah, what happened last time we played? Yeah, it's I can't remember. Wasn't the last episode that you said you remember all the facts? What? What? Come on, man. Oh, we get it. Oh, I, was asking, I was asking easy questions last time. Maybe I should get some more difficult <laughs> Anyways, anyways. Okay, so what happened? Back, so, <laughs> back to it. What happened was... So, like again, everyone in the suite was like, "Look, they they just were they're all on their phones, and then they were just not they were not con- not connected, but they were just like, Yo, what what just happened? They weren't as in as involved in the game, but everyone that was watching it, everyone just was wild up. You were talking about the usher, shout out to Manny, um, the usher that's been there for past twenty something years. Like me and him were just like, oh oh." Oh, like just like just just like just booing Patrick Beverly for you know getting in in his face and just just being involved even though we're working gonna keep it professional but it's still <laughs> it was still a fun thing but when you see everyone involved but the thing is those the, those fans the people that are part of Salesforce just not involved and not just looking around just like oh what's happening I understand that it could also be that business acumen where you guys this is like a networking event but remember you here's what you're here to do you're here yeah. to watch you're here to be entertained. Yeah. And that was entertainment at its finest. I and think, it even, it's even then if they were, even they blew a 31-point lead. Still. I think it goes back to uh, what Adi was saying, though. I think that there's a, there's a societal change that's actually happening and has been happening since, you know, devices and technology have grown. So I think, you know, as we build a society and things like this just become a little bit more difficult to... Uh, I guess be able to, I don't know, prioritize, I guess you would say. Yeah. So, like, most people are thinking of them prioritizing, you know, their social media and making sure that, you know, people understand, oh, I'm in the box at uh, Salesforce Box. Give us the actual name here. Uh, here, what was the box name called? Uh, Deck 119. Were? Deck 119. I'm in Deck 119. But, you know, just being able to, like, take that photo and put that on instagram facebook it means a lot it means a lot it to means more to put, it, it's yeah. funny it means a lot more to people say like i'm in the box and, and be like oh dude how did you get in the box you must be it shows the exclusiveness and and status to be able to show like look look this is what i could do and you can't it's and it sucks because i'm not gonna lie sometimes like, i had the accessibility in terms of how i was able to be in the warriors parade um because when they won back in 20, 2017 2018 my first season there and, dude i was putting that stuff all over social media because shoot like now everyone can be in the damn parade you know and i i i did the same thing accessibility right it's, it was more of an exclusiveness because you worked for them and also got lucky and also yeah, got a championship ring out of it too more serious question last time you went to the game were you on your phone did you post anything yeah actually that's a good question that was during Ooh. there was that was during finals week and we didn't actually 
I, I didn't post anything. You didn't post anything. I could I could go back into my Instagram somebody, archives right now. Somebody bring it back forward. Let's uh, see if uh, I could I could bring that I could bring that up right now. It was, it was around because December. you might be the same person that you are despising in this. Yeah. Yeah. It might have been December fourteenth, thirteenth. I'll look. Anyways, right like I think we've talked right. I think there's too many. There's multiple components that go into kind of some of the statements that we made today that we have to like be mindful of, and it's not just a clear cut one size fits all sort of answer, right? Yeah, so. But also, you can still understand why fans like Ahira, who have been and grown up in the area, you know, are a little, you know, I wouldn't say they're a little Man. hurt, Man. a little, little hurt by the, you know, the feeling that their team, the thing that they grew up with, uh, the norm that they're used to is kind of moving out. Um, but good thing is, you know, we live in a world where, you know, capitalism reigns and luckily the prices of tickets, be it airplane tickets, uh, maybe tickets to a Raider game, are going to be yeah. a lot cheaper than they were when they were out here. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But then that might be beneficial for the Raider fans of Oakland to go. It's and funny that. Okay, so I found my archives right. So it's funny yeah. that you say that because I have nothing of going to that game. That was they, that's when they played the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, so um, you're saying it never happened? So. <laughs> You didn't even go to the game. Get out of here. So I, went to the, I went to the game. There's no proof, man. You didn't post. I didn't see no Snapchat. I didn't, but I did. I did. But the thing is, I'm 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 a private individual. I don't like. To, I don't post everything like that. I'm not. Picture like sure didn't else. happen. But here is a video of me working at the, the penthouse. My brother. Dang, or here so. here is a screenshot of me posting that I got a championship ring, and they paid for it. Okay, okay, okay. Now you don't flex on us like that. Damn. Oh, I'm playing around. All right, guys. Or here's a video of seeing my childhood hero of insanity. What? Being in the suite that I worked in. That's dope. So, you know, it is what it is, bro. But okay, guys, we are going to wrap it up for today. If you think that we know what we're talking about with sports, you are correct. If you think that we are really just unathletic fools that don't know what we're talking about, you are also correct. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of The Unathletics. This is presented by A-Game. Guys, have a good day. Peace. Take it easy.